This is The Wrap, episode number 32. This is a weekly show bringing you up to speed on what's been happening throughout the week. Today is Friday, May 31st, 2013, and I am your host, TJ. To start off the week uh, on Memorial Day, actually. I hope you had a great Memorial Day, by the way. I didn't post too much on the site, but I did get around to posting my box office report for May the 27th, which I titled, They're Fast and I'm Furious, as you might imagine Fast and Furious 6 was number one at the box office with a budget of $160 million. Domestically, it made $96.7 million. Uh, foreign, current foreign total as of Monday was $197 million. So it is at $317 million worldwide uh, total. That is week number one for Fast and Furious 6. I want to know how in the world it already got bigger than Star Trek. This, this film looks like such ugh, garbage. I do plan to see it because I've taken some flack for taking the stand without having seen the film, but it just looks so bad. Number two in the box office was The Hangover Part 3. Uh, I, humanity, I am disappointed that this is, this is even number two. Uh, boy, okay. Number three, Star Trek Into Darkness uh, domestically made $37.3 million last weekend. The um, current domestic total as of Monday was 155 million, 102 million foreign, bringing the worldwide total up to 258 million. That's week number two for Star Trek Into Darkness. As a Trek fan and nerd, I was hoping for a bit better, but it's it's still doing quite well, so no problems there. Number four was Epic, uh, brought in 33.5 million domestically weekend gross. Uh, it is currently made 42.6 million. Uh, domestically and uh, 42.9 million foreign, bringing the total to 85.5 million on a budget of 100 million. So, uh, and I was pleasantly surprised at just how good this film was. Uh, I was not expecting it to be that great, and uh, good good film for kids. But I enjoyed it as well. So, uh, be sure to see that film. Number five at the box office last weekend was Iron Man three. Number six was The Great Gatsby. Number seven was Mud. Still don't know what that is. Number eight was 42. Be sure to see my uh, linked box office report in the show notes for more details. Tuesday, man faces charges for throwing theater patrons' phone. Um, I totally get where this guy's coming from. We talked about this a little bit on the Movie Bite podcast, uh, Joe and I did. Uh, but uh, just a quick recap. Um, I th- This guy, he took this theater patron's phone. She was texting and being rude with it. He kept asking her to stop, and when she didn't, told him to mind his own business, he took the phone and threw it. My position is that I understand this guy's frustration. It's really annoying when people are that rude and inconsiderate, but he should not have done this. This was her personal property. At the same time, boy, I sure wish that theaters would kick people like this out. Uh, this was actually a live performance theater and not a... Uh, movie screening theater, but same principles apply. You should not be texting or using your phone during a theater uh, visit of any kind, uh, at least during the show. Uh, I do use my phone before the show, so not a big deal there. Anyway, check out this article for more. Joss Whedon talks Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Uh, So I don't know anything about these characters, not being a comic book guy. I I like the comic book movies, but I don't read comic books. But apparently these are characters that appear in the Avengers and that are uh, like like, uh, Scarlet Witch is the daughter of Magneto, I believe. Please uh, (laughs) send in your emails if I'm wrong or don't. You know, whatever. I, I don't know, and I suppose we'll find out when the Avengers comes out. 
Uh, but uh, Joss Whedon can be seen talking about that in this linked article. Find that in the show notes. Uh, interested to see what's coming up for the Avengers 2, of course. Enjoyed the Avengers and enjoy Joss Whedon's work. Uh, this one was a popular one this past week. Got a lot of likes on Facebook from this article. Got some interaction and uh, some things. So Star Trek Into Darkness Easter eggs. Uh, this was pretty fun. Um I, I actually knew and, and about most of these and saw them during the film. Uh, it was interesting to me. The, the one that was interesting to me was that it looked like Praxis has already been blown up. <laughs> this is so Trek nerdy, but bear with me. Praxis is a moon orbiting Klingon. It was blown up in Star Trek VI, uh, which is 2293. Um if I remember correctly, the current uh, iteration of the Star Trek timeline is happening in 2250. So in this version of the timeline, it looks like Praxis has already blown up. Uh, so lots of other good uh, Star Trek Easter eggs, some of them not quite as nerdy, some of them very nerdy, just like this. So pretty fun. Check out that article in the show notes. Um, Instacast for Mac 1.0 has been released, not strictly movie-related, but it is related to podcasts. This is a podcast. We do other podcasts. So Instacast for Mac, if you're a Mac user... Uh, you might want to check this out. I've been an Instacast user for a while on the iPhone. Glad to finally have it for the Mac. It syncs over the air flawlessly. My played status, my uh, whether a, a podcast episode is played or unplayed, it syncs uh, the time of where I'm at. If I stop listening on my way home in the car and I only got halfway through, say I'm 45 minutes and 16 seconds in, when I come to my computer at my desk, Instacast from Mac picks that right up where it left off. It is great. I highly recommend it. Uh, so complete syncing and a great app. So check that out as well. Evangeline Lilly as a hobbit, as reported by Derek Dean on Fandango.com. She's a very, very young elf, Lilly said. She's only 600 years old, unlike Legolas, Orlando Bloom's character, who's like 1,900 years old, and Thrandril, who's about 3,000 years old. She doesn't quite have, have quite the wisdom and pose that those two boys do. She's a little more gritty a more little more spontaneous passionate perhaps uh this character's name is uh toriel i'm sorry if i'm pronouncing that wrong tolkien fans uh i'll i will uh i will make penance uh the big deal about this is that uh toriel does not appear in the original book by J.R.R. tolkien so i'm not sure what that's about but uh you know as I said in my article, I guess there simply aren't enough characters in the Tolkien universe, so Jackson had to create some, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Not sure why we had to create a new character, but oh well. Carter Burwell, no longer set to score Thor, The Dark World. Um, the first installment of Thor was scored by Patrick Doyle. I, I took a little bit of uh, a hit for this in the comments by Savvy Pirate on this article uh, asking why I was hating on Thor so much. I, you know, I didn't like the original Thor that well. I mean, it was okay. I think I rated it three or three and a half stars or something on letterboxd.com where I list what movies I've watched and my rating for them. Uh, I, but, but the worst, I mean, the, the score wasn't terrible, but I'm not a big fan of Patrick Doyle. Uh, at best he's, uh, he's kind of meh. And at worst, he completely ruins the film such as in Harry Potter for the Goblet of Fire that film had more problems than the score, but the score was pretty bad. Anyway, so Carter Burwell was set to score Thor The Dark World. Apparently, he's no longer going to score the film. They called it a, um amiable parting, uh, from my understanding. 
Uh, but there is no news on who's going to be scoring Thor The Dark World. Um, you know, I would kind of love to get uh, Alan Silvestri to score all of these films now. He did such a great job with The Avengers and with Captain America. But we'll see who steps in to fill Carter Burwell's place. I, uh, I have more to say about Carter Burwell, but you can find that out in the linked article. Uh, Hugh Jackman would love to team up with The Avengers. Um, so here's a quote from Hugh Jackman on Screen Rant. Uh, one of the great things about this movie is that a lot of people from Marvel are here, and it seems a lot more inclusive than it has been in the past. I don't know what's been happening behind the scenes, but I think it's fantastic. I actually just asked the other day. I said, I don't know what the legal situation is, but why don't these companies come together? Why isn't it possible? Because personally, I would love to mix it up with Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man and kick his uh, his butt. Uh, I'd be It'd be great. End quote. So uh, I want to know how we can make this happen. Uh, that, that is one of the, the team-ups I would like to see. That would be fun. So check that out in the show notes. On Wednesday, I released my review of Epic. It was, a, as I said, it was a far better film than I expected. I rated it four of five stars, um, and you'll want to check out that review. I have quite a few things to say. Not all of it was great. I, obviously, I didn't rate it five stars, so I did have some complaints. Um, and you'll want to check out that review. We also talked about it on the Movie Byte podcast, episode 46. Uh, Joe didn't like it as much as I did, but he thought it was okay. He took his daughter to see it, and he thought that was fine, although he said she fell asleep during it. Not sure what's up there. I thought it was a great film, and I think my kids would certainly have enjoyed it. I did not take them to see it, but I wouldn't hesitate to do so. So check those two out. We've got uh, several Man of Steel uh, ads and TV spots, and we've got a new featurette. Uh, those will also be in the show notes. You'll want to check those out. This is I'm, I'm looking forward to this film a lot. Even though I did, unlike most people, and unlike Joe, uh, my co-host on the Movie Byte podcast, I did enjoy the previous installment of Superman that was a half, kind of a half reboot, not a full reboot. Uh, that was a Brian Singer uh, installation of Superman uh, called Superman Returns, and I did enjoy that. But as much as I was a little bit irritated when it first came out that this series was going to be rebooted in this fashion, complete and total reboot, I was a little annoyed, but I'm warming up to the idea, and I am looking forward to the film. So uh, if you want to get psyched up for the film as well, you'll want to watch these uh, ads and TV spots and featurettes. All right, we have a few more things here. How Iron Man 3 should have ended. You know, I love these videos. I feel like uh, the How It Should Have Ended guys, they strike the right balance. They're, they, you can tell they're fans of the films and that they do, and yet they want to have some fun, and maybe there were some logical inconsistencies. Even though I liked Iron Man 3 myself, I certainly did have some problems with these logical inconsistencies as well. These How It Should Have Ended videos are great. This one is really good. So you'll want to see that. Um, man, it, it was really good. really loved it. And un, these, uh, As I titled this article, Unknown Directors to Helm Pirates 5. Uh, let's see if I can find their names here. Norwegian directing team Joachim uh, Roning and Espen Sandberg uh, will soon sign to direct Pirates of the Caribbean 5, starring Johnny Depp and produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, written by Jeff Nathanson. Uh, so I guess we're going to do this. I guess there's going to be a Pirates 5. Uh, this feels like franchise fatigue to me, and especially after the completely and entirely lackluster installment, uh, the fourth one that I did not like at all, the uh, On Stranger Tides. So I wish they would have just left it on a high note. Uh, you know, Pirates 3 wasn't even as good as Pirates 1 and Pirates 2, uh, but it was still passable, and I wish they would have just left it after that. But they keep going downhill. Each film now feels... You know, four was way worse than three, so uh, and I expect five to be the same type of thing. 
it's a you know it's one thing to parody a parody and now it's going to be a parody of a parody of a parody and you know i don't know we'll we'll see how this goes i'll i'll probably see it but not not uh, not excited for this and on the same note as we're talking about pirates uh disney and jerry bruckheimer are sued over the pirates franchise the company has been hit with a copyright infringement lawsuit by a man who claims that he came up with numerous elements of the hugely successful pirates film series oh please all you got to do is be a little bit successful, and here come the leeches uh, trying to suck the life out of you and suck your money away. Oh, man, this is this is horrible and terrible. I just, I mean, it's not that I haven't, like, a Disney's, oh, boy, Disney and Jerry Bruckheimer, they're going to lose money or whatever. I mean, I know they have plenty of money. That's not the point. I just can't stand the, this leech mentality, and I'll sue the pants off of everybody. So if you want to be irritated like I am, if you if you feel that same way as I do, check that article out in the show notes. All right, let's talk about what you might want to see the weekend, this weekend. Uh, the weekend is upon us, and uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Mark Ruffalo, Woody Harrelson, Isla Fisher, Dave Franco, Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine, and Melanie Laurent, uh, if I'm saying that right, that's a French name, are going to see if they can work some magic at the box office. <laughs> you see what I did there? Uh, that's because this weekend coming out is Now You See Me. I've already seen it. I saw it last night, Thursday night. And I can say it's worth seeing, although I was a little disappointed by some aspects. And, uh, yeah, you know, I didn't like the way it ended. Uh, wasn't too impressed with that. But, you know, I did have fun. The production value was through the roof. I uh, loved the craft of the filmmaking in this film. Uh, it was very enjoyable uh, in, in those regards. And, and it wasn't a complete train wreck. Uh, I'm thinking currently, I haven't officially given it my star rating, but I'm thinking three to three and a half stars out of five, which is on the positive side of the scale, as we've discussed before. Also coming out this weekend is After Earth. I'm probably not going to get to see this until next weekend, so I can't tell you for sure. I know that it's it's being critically panned pretty badly. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score, the tomato meter, is at 12% from the critics, so not doing too well. But on the other hand, the audience is rating at 83% approval rating, so uh, you might like it if you're a general audience member. I don't know. I'm a little worried about this film. M. Night Shyamalan is the director, and he hasn't turned out great stuff lately. Uh, at the same time, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm going to withhold judgment. Stars Will Smith, Jaden Smith, Zoe Kravitz, Sophie Okanito, and Lincoln Lewis. Other films still in theaters are Fast and Furious 6, The Hangover Part 3, Star Trek Into Darkness, Epic, Iron Man 3, The Great Gatsby, uh, The Croods, 42, and Pain and Gain. To find out more about how I feel about these films and my opinions, check out my article linked in the show notes. And that is all for this week. You can find the links for all the goodies in the show notes at moviebyte.com slash the wrap slash 32. If you want to keep up with me, you can follow me on Twitter. I am TJ Draper Pro there. Or if you want to, if you prefer Facebook, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash TJ Draper. You can also follow Movie Byte on Twitter if you want to keep up to date with us. We are Movie Byte there. And you can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash moviebyte. And you want to make sure to visit the website every day. We keep you up to date there every weekday at moviebyte.com. That's it. Thanks for listening. Have a great and awesome weekend.